Good afternoon, everyone. I'm so pleased to be here in uh, my riding of, uh, of Calgary Varsity and also so pleased that the uh, it has decided not to rain on us at this moment in time. Uh, and it's a uh, it's fantastic to be here for today for this announcement and to talk about the investment our government is making to help deal with the pressures our children's hospitals are facing. While the situation is better now as we move into spring, the winter was especially tough for many young children and their parents. The respiratory virus season came very early and affected so many of our smallest Albertans. Respiratory infections were uncharacteristically high in young babies, toddlers, and preschool-aged children. Too many were fighting infections and needed trips to the doctor, ambulatory care, emergency department visits, and for some, even hospital stays. Our pediatric care units were over capacity as early as November of last year. And, and special thanks to all the staff here at the Alberta Children's Hospital uh, and the Stollers Children's Hospital in Edmonton. Kids were still getting the care that they needed at that time. And thanks so much to the staff for providing that care. But we know what we can do better as a system to, to, be, to deal with future surges. We know ICU capacity has been an issue across our healthcare system. And that's why we added 50 new permanent adult ICU beds last year. And that's why I'm here today to add new surge pediatric ICU beds into our children's hospitals. Budget 2023 provides $12 million to add 10 new surge beds and six pediatric intensive care unit beds right here at the Alberta's Children's Hospital. There will also be funding for 12 new surge beds and one pediatric intensive care unit bed at the Stollery Hospital in Edmonton. And to support these new beds, we are creating 113 permanent year-round critical care positions. That's 61 additional staff here at the Alberta Hospital and 52 additional staff at the Stollery. Now, these new staffing resources will provide both children's hospitals with capacity support to help meet an increasing demand for inpatient pediatric care across our province. The additional resources will support treatment and care of Alberta's children both now and into the future. And we are fortunate to have some of the most skilled healthcare professionals in the country, and we are proud to help them in their continued work to provide the best care possible. To the hospital staff who have worked so hard to care for sick children in recent months and throughout the last few years, we deeply appreciate your hard work, sacrifice, and compassion. Thank you. All children deserve a childhood filled with freedom of good health and the strength and energy to explore their passions, joys, and dreams. And parents want nothing less. The care our two children's hospitals offer means everything to the families and their children who come here. And we want to make sure that all Albertans, including our youngest, have the medical treatment and care that they need when they need it. And I'm pleased to strengthen our health care system a little more today with this investment in new pediatric beds and the staff needed to manage them. I also want to give a huge thank you to the Alberta Children's Hospital Foundation, the Edmonton Stollery Hospital Foundation, and many other organizations and individuals for their ongoing dedication to support the health of young Albertans. Together, we are making a difference in the lives of our most valuable resources, our kids. So once again, to all the staff here and the staff of the Stollery, I want to say a huge thank you for the tremendous work you're doing and the work that you'll be continuing to doing with this new expansion. And with that, I'll invite Margaret Fullerton, 
Uh, she is the an RN and the senior operating officer here at the Calgary Children's Hospital. Thank you. Thank you so much, Minister Copping, and good afternoon, everyone. I'm happy to be here today to welcome you all on behalf of Alberta Health Services, the Alberta Children's Hospital, and the Stollery Children's Hospital. This additional funding from the government of, of Alberta is exciting and welcome news for families in this community and throughout our province. Alberta is a vibrant province where many people choose to live their lives, have children, and, and raise their families. While we never want to think about our children becoming acutely ill or becoming critically injured, we want to ensure the youngest members of, our, of each family have access to the very best pediatric emergency care and inpatient care. Today's announcement will give parents throughout the province that peace of mind, knowing that their babies, children, and youth will be able to access the acute care and intensive care that they need and when they need it the most. During our peak respiratory season this past winter, the Alberta Children's Hospital Emergency Department saw between 250 to 300 visits a day compared to the average of 180 patient visits seen in previous years. That's an increase of up to 66%. Similarly, our colleagues at the, at the Stollery Children's Hospital um, also saw a 72% increase in the number of patients presenting to their emergency department from a previous average of 110 per day to over 190 patients per day. We are so proud of the extraordinary care and efforts that our expert pediatric teams at the Alberta and Stollery Children's Hospitals, as well as the numerous care um, of practitioners across Alberta and how they provide each and every day their expert care to our young people of our province. Excellence in pediatric care is vital to our young Albertans. They are the future of our province. Minister Copping, uh, we are sincerely grateful for this announcement today and this additional step the government of Alberta is taking to help ensure the care we deliver continues to meet the uh, needs of Alberta's children and youth. Thank you everyone uh, for coming today for this exciting announcement and I'm so pleased that I can introduce Catherine. Um, Catherine uh, Le Williams, Lee Williams is an RN in our pediatric intensive care unit and has certainly been a, a key member of the excellence in care that we provide here at the Alberta Children's Hospital. We call Catherine Cat as well and uh, it's a fond name uh, with, with her colleagues and her patients. Thank you, Margaret. Good afternoon, everyone. What an honor it is for me to be here with you today for this exciting announcement. I've been a registered nurse for 15 years and started my career right here at the Alberta Children's Hospital. I'm proud to say that I've spent the last 12 years working in the pediatric intensive care unit, helping to care for some of the most critically ill and injured children in Alberta. Being present with families as they navigate some of the most difficult times of their lives has always been and continues to be the hardest yet most rewarding part of my job. I'm beyond grateful to be part of an exceptional healthcare team of fellow nurses, respiratory therapists, and doctors 
who never fail to provide the best care, even in the face of extremely challenging circumstances like we had this past winter. For me, today's announcement will help ensure my team and pediatric care providers throughout Alberta are better equipped to ensure our young patients have the care they need when it's needed the most. These resources will not only benefit our patients, but will also have a significantly positive impact on the well-being of healthcare workers like myself. By providing us with the tools and support we need to do our jobs, we can continue to deliver excellent patient and family-centered care without having to sacrifice our own health and safety. Thank you to Minister Copping for being here today, and thank you to everyone in the community for continuing to support our healthcare system. Together, we can ensure that all of Alberta's children receive nothing but the best. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kat. And now it's my pleasure to introduce uh, a patient who has experienced a great deal of care here at the Alberta Children's Hospital. I'd like you to, um, to meet Madison Torrey, and we also call her Maddie. I cannot begin to tell you all how important healthcare funding is to each and every one of us kids and our families who use the children's hospitals across Alberta. You know the obvious, it provides access to essential medical care, equipment, and professionals that can support the beds. But to us, it's so much more. For the last 13 years, the Alberta Children's Hospital has fixed my heart and put the pieces of my lupus puzzle together. It not only has treated me with cutting-edge treatments, but has taught me to thrive with a chronic illness. The care and support me and my family have received is indescribable. The Alberta Children's Hospital has been a soft landing place for us in our hardest times. The doctors, nurses, and staff take the time to hold your hand, listen, make you giggle, but most importantly, they never stop fighting for medical answers. Just walking into the hospital provides me with a sense of safety, security, and calmness. I know that for those of you who don't use the hospital, you don't fully understand me when I say this, but just imagine. You're nine years old, your heart is racing, you're overcome with dizziness and are having trouble breathing. Your pain is overwhelming. You're crying and you turn to your mom and dad to make it stop. What you see is tears in their eyes and behind that fear because they don't know how to help you. There have been times where I've literally counted the seconds until I arrived at the hospital because I knew that once I was there, I had access to the best people who could take care of me. I had access to all the medicine and equipment that I needed. I knew that the staff could not cancel my surgeries or make needles hurt any less. But there was a spot for me. And there I had the best chance at not only feeling better, but actually getting better too. During COVID and during the lockdowns, this is what terrified me the most. Would there be a spot for me? Would the hospital be full? What if I was too scared to be sick at home? Would someone have to make the devastating choice between me and another child? Who would get the bed? Being immunocompromised, I knew that if I caught COVID, I would most likely have severe outcomes. After watching the news, I began worrying about what if I ended up in the hospital? 
Would there be enough staff to not only treat me, but to hold me when I was scared? This funding eases those fears. When we leave the hospital after our treatments and surgeries, we long forget the burning of the IVs, the gross-tasting medicine, and the buzzing of the machines. What we do remember is that we had a spot, a place when we needed it the most. We had people who could properly take care of us, and we had someone who helped dry our parents' tears and also take care of them. The hospital gives us a future. Your funding gives all of us patients a future. My surgery was a huge step in getting my life back. Because of pain, dizziness, and extreme fatigue, I could not keep up with any of the other kids, my schoolwork, or dance. I felt like I was constantly being trapped in my own body. After surgery and treatment, I was finally able to be a kid again. Now, I'm a university student, I'm living with friends, and I am a coach for the Special Olympics. All things I never thought would be possible before my surgery. For kids like me with a chronic illness, ongoing hospital involvement and future sur surgeries are a reality. But knowing that there is an amazing hospital with space, technology, and dedicated staff provides me peace of mind and security. It gives me confidence to go out into the world knowing that the hospital is there for me when I need it. The hospital and the magic within these walls gives us a future. It gives us, the patients, a chance. We are your future. We are your future doctors, nurses, teachers, musicians, athletes, and mom and dads. An investment in healthcare of Alberta's youngest is not just beds and staff. It's an investment in our futures. On behalf of all the young patients and our families that use the children's hospitals in Alberta, thank you for this funding. And to all our care teams, thank you for all the big life-saving things you do, but also for all the millions of little things that you every day that make such a difference. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thanks, Maddie. Um, we're going to start with our uh, question and answer portion for the media. Um, if there's any questions from the media present today, just step up to the microphone, um, and then we'll uh, head to the phones. Just state your name and outlet, and then uh, one question, one follow-up. The uh, minister, I'm Todd from CTV, and um, the question is: Homeless harm reduction. Harm reduction agencies and homeless shelters are seeing a spike in overdose deaths. Does this give you, does this line up with what you're hearing and are you concerned? Yeah, so my, um, I know my colleague, uh, Minister Milliken, is entirely, fo you know, entirely focused on this issue. Um, the, uh, the challenge in terms of dealing with uh, the uh, mental health and the opioid crisis, uh, you know, we as a government, are investing significantly in terms of access to uh, to, uh, to treatment um, and reducing the barriers for treatment. So, you know, this is a concern for all of us in uh, in government, and uh, that's why we actually set up a, a separate ministry just focused on this particular issue and uh, investing you know, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to be able to to address it. Um, 
you know, we are seeing broadly over over the last number of months, we have we have seen uh, some progress on this, um, but it's it's you know we need to continue to uh, to work on it. I know that my colleagues and the premier are are focused on it. Thanks, Todd. Um, no follow up. Okay, uh, we'll head to the phones. Operator, can you put through our first caller? Rivka Debbie, Canadian Press. Hello. Hi, this is Rivka uh, Dubey with the Canadian Press. Good My question is: um, Good afternoon. Do you think contracting out lab testing for dyno, to Dino Life was a good idea in retrospect? I mean, considering the long wait times to get appointments now. Yeah. Well, thank you for the question. And you know, the the current. Um, challenges that Dynalife is facing in uh, in Calgary, we're very much aware of, and, and quite frankly, the wait times are unacceptable. Um, you know, we as a, a government looked at, you know, how, what is the best way we can uh, expand our service uh, for for Albertans over the uh, over the long term. Um, we did an RFP. Dynalife was successful at this. Uh, and it started transitioning uh, at the end of last year and into, into the beginning of this year. Um, it is is unfortunate, and the actual wait, current wake times are unacceptable. Uh, that said, um, I have uh, you know given the performance of Dynalife in Edmonton because they continue to hit their targets in Edmonton. Um, you know, I know that this is going to be a temporary issue um, as they go through transition of not only taking over the the work and actually filling staff. And we as uh, AHS. Uh, um, and uh, the government of Alberta uh, working very hard with Dynalife to support them uh, in expanding access uh, so we can get the wait times down in Calgary. Um, you know, you may have seen a uh, news release we put out last week, uh, you know, Dynalife making a number of announcements in terms of uh, making uh, um, more hours available, expanding into the weekends, bringing in more workers to be able to do that. So, you know, this I look at this and, and our government looks at this as a as a temporary uh, very unfortunate, uh, not acceptable, but temporary because we know that Dynalife can provide the service. In fact, they've done it for years in uh, in Edmonton, uh, and they continue to perform right now. Thank you. Do you have a follow-up? Thank you. Yes. Um, so when can we start seeing the wait times go down, especially in Calgary? Yeah, so we're 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 working very hard. I, I expect over the next uh, number of weeks we'll actually see that see that go down. Part of it's going to be dependent on uh, you know the the hiring of more staff, uh, but that work is is uh, is ongoing. Uh, and I can tell you that you know I speak with uh, you know uh, AHS um, through our. Um, Official administrator who's focused on this, uh, and our, uh, our our executive who's focused on this, working with uh, with Dynalife to get those times down as quickly as possible. Thank you very much. Uh, we have time for one more set of questions. Uh, operator, you can put through our last caller. Catherine Grigowski, over to today. Hi there. Hoping to get some clarification. So you're hiring, I think you said 113 critical care staff. When do you actually hope to have those staff hired and working? Yeah, so I'm going to pass this to uh, to Margaret on the detailed action plan. And I just want to say one thing, you know, before uh, before I go, is I just want to, to thank Kat and thank Maddie. Uh, Kat, for the tremendous work that that, that uh, you are doing here at the hospital. And Maddie, thank you for sharing your story. It is uh, it is. Heartfelt. I had tears in my eyes when you were, you were saying that, but I'm so glad um, that you got the treatment that you needed here, and uh, and I'm also excited that you have an interest to become a doctor. We ne- we need you, so uh, keep 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 at it. So uh, and with that, I'll. Uh, uh, but but Maddie won't be one of the staff 
quite yet uh, here, but Margaret will talk about the staff when they actually will get hired here. So. Yes, and, and, and thanks to Maddie too, because Maddie uh, is on one of our committees as we, as we continue to plan for the future, so it's great to have uh, Maddie's input. Uh, related to uh, staff, the, the question was related to staffing our intensive care unit, is that correct? Uh, and so staff, you know, the, the hiring is well underway, and uh, we, we hope to have that filled as soon as possible. We, we have had uh, good uptake with hiring at the Alberta Children's Hospital in the last couple of months, and we've hired well over 100 uh, nurses, not all full-time, but certainly um, part-time as well, as well as other disciplines. So we're, we're, uh, we're doing well so far in that uh, hiring department. Thank you for the question. Thanks, Catherine. Do you have a follow-up? Yeah, and so you you talk about the difference between um, there's some permanent position, but you're also trying to build surge capacity. I mean, last year's respiratory virus season, it was kind of the triple whammy all at once. Are we kind of permanently expecting to see these surges every as a norm every year, or um, why not build baseline capacity? Can you can you kind of explain the plan for surge capacity going forward? Okay, I'll start and, and Minister Copping will finish. So this announcement today does help us with uh, actually what we're calling right-sizing and fixing that baseline that will allow us to uh, also face the future surges if they do happen. We are not sure what's going to happen in the future in terms of that uh, sort of massive surge that pediatrics experienced across the country, across the world. Uh, but we, with this announcement in funding, we are confident that we'll be ready uh, to face that future surge. Thanks, thanks, Margaret. And just to, to, to follow up, you know, uh, I had an opportunity to tour both the Stollery and the Children's Hospital. Actually, the Children's here with Margaret. Um, and at that time that I did the tour, all of the uh, pediatric ICU beds were full. Um, we, they hit a new uh, waterline, a new uh, benchmark in terms of last last fall. Um, so that we know, you know, we don't know whether we'll actually face that again. Uh, but it's important that we actually have surge capacity because if we do face it again, we'll be able to manage it easier. Um, and then what we've also asked is, is as they build up not only baseline but also plans for surge, they still need staff and then to be able to use that staff in other areas of the hospital where required uh, because we know that there is a growing demand and increased complexity to deal, so to use both. But quite frankly, we want to be ready for wh whatever happens uh, next fall and we need the resources to do that. Thanks. All right. Thanks, everyone. That's all the time we have for today. Uh, thanks, everyone, for coming out.